Hello and welcome to Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction brought to you by the Modular Building Institute. With a compact footprint, variety of unit options, and seamless system management, city multi-variable refrigerant flow zoning systems from Mitsubishi Electric Train, HVAC US are a one-stop solution for modular projects. With efficient operation and the ability to connect to commercial ventilation equipment, third-party systems, and comprehensive control solutions, City Multi VRF can help you meet energy and performance goals on your next project. From off-site development to on-site assembly, you can trust our manufacturer-level support to guide you from system selection to design to startup, no matter the application. To learn more about our offerings, visit MitsubishiPro.com. Welcome everyone, my name is John McMullen and I'm the Marketing Director here at MBI. Today I'm talking with Tom Hardiman, Executive Director here at the Modular Building Institute, about MBI's just-released annual reports. We'll be talking about how the reports came together, what's included, and why they're so important to the industry. Tom, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. So before we start in with uh, the annual reports, is there a brief update you can give me on what's going on here at MBI? Oh, gosh, there's so much going on. Um, just on the uh, advocacy front, uh, we are swamped with... Uh, with our government affairs efforts, uh, you know, there's somewhere in the neighborhood of $4 trillion being discussed in U.S. Congress for housing and appropriations. And our team is uh, actively and aggressively pursuing that and trying to position Modular uh, to be to get a little slice of that uh, that pie, if you will. And keeping very busy in Canada with uh, Canadian mortgage housing. So there's a lot of activity going on these days. Excellent. Excellent. A little slice of 4 billion, 4 trillion. 4 trillion. Did I say billion? No, I said billion. No, it's, it's 4 trillion. trillion with a T. That's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Um, so let's, let's dive into the annual reports. Uh, start off generally. Why are these reports so important? Well, these reports, uh, to me, they're the best uh, reports available in the modular construction industry. Um, we get our data directly from our members. We compile it each year and um, the, put, put our uh, findings in these reports. Many companies uh, use these reports to help secure lending um, for, their, uh, for their investors. Uh, so they're, they're valuable reports. They're not something that we just surf the internet and glean information from. This data comes from the, from the industry directly. We compile it and it's uh, the most comprehensive and best data on the modular construction industry out there. I was wondering if you could speak to the value of these reports versus the other industry reports that we see emailed out and on the internet available to buy. Yeah, I get those those uh, notices daily, it seems. And a couple key differences. Uh, one is um, what I mentioned earlier. We go directly to the manufacturers and, and contractors in our group and ask them for this data, the revenue data, the production data, what markets are they in? How many employees do they have? Things like that. Uh, we compile the data internally here and, and create benchmarks or industry averages. Um, this isn't something that we're just reading their SEC filings or, or, or uh, gleaning their websites. This is commercial modular construction. This is the industry. We get somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 to 70 manufacturers will respond with their, uh, their data to us. And then the other real key difference is um, our reports benefit our industry. Um, the reports you see online that are for sale and sometimes they're two, three, four thousand dollars that's money that is not coming back to the industry. It's not being reinvested in our industry. It's um, 
reports aren't as good and the money's not coming back to the industry. So uh, get your uh, get your info here. <laughs> so what's new in these new 21 reports? Well, a couple things. Um, we have three reports, uh, as, as our listeners may know. We have a permanent modular construction report. We have a report specific to relocatable buildings. And then we have our Canadian report. Um, on, on the PMC report, permanent modular construction, even though uh, construction activity as a whole in 2020 was down, um, the modular market share actually increased last year. Our guys were very busy last year. Uh, so that trend of uh, growth continues. In fact, we doubled our market share in the last five years. So uh, things are solid there um, with relocatable buildings, with the fleet owners. Um, really, mergers and acquisitions continue to be the, uh, the theme there. Um, larger companies buying up smaller companies, and in some cases, larger companies merging. Um, so fewer fleet owners there, but they're, they're larger companies. Um, mm -hmm. But overall, healthy industry, utilization strong. Um, this segment in particular uses these reports. We, we do see our reports referenced in their uh, public filings often. So uh, critical uh, information for the fleet owners uh, in these reports. And then lastly, in Canada, I think the big uh, change we've seen really over the last few years is a shift uh, away from workforce housing markets away from those energy sectors, more into the social housing, uh, affordable housing, homeless shelters, things like that. So um, not not a dramatic overnight shift, but a shift away from stagnant markets to, uh, to growth markets in Canada. Very good. Very good. So what effect did COVID have on the industry last year and, and how did that affect uh, the reports? Good question. It, um, gosh, it seems like forever ago when we first shut down. Um, one of the first things MBI did was to create a COVID response page, and we reached out to our members and asked them to provide us with their uh, their floor plans and available buildings, and we shared that information widely. Um, some of our members were shut down temporarily. You know, there wasn't a, a national response to COVID. It was all state and even regional uh, responses. Uh, so some of our factories were shut down uh, temporarily, but uh, they quickly uh, quickly got busy as construction became, um, you know, a, an essential service, if you will. Our members were busier last year and this year seemingly than they ever have been. That, that's the word I'm getting is uh, we're busy. There was so much of a backlog of, of infrastructure demand just for housing and healthcare and education in general. And I think COVID just really... Uh, highlighted those weaknesses in our infrastructure and made people realize we, we need to get busy building things. Mm -hmm. So what's the process for putting these three reports together? Uh, it's a little painstaking. We, uh, we put a survey out at the beginning of the year for all of our members and asked them to uh, submit their data online, um, manufacturers, fleet owners, contractors. And we asked them things like their, their revenue or their production numbers. Um, we get that information here and it's literally a matter of a, uh, going through the spreadsheets, uh, doing the averages. And I mentioned uh, it's about 60 or 70 manufacturers provide mm -hmm. the data. So we look at it and start uh, separating it by market serve, separating it by region. Um, and, and we do the analysis here internally, um, scrub it up. You know, I get a, a nice Word document going and I kick it over to our marketing department. <laughs> you guys make it look 
professional and, and, and we get it out to our members. Um, incidentally, this report is free for MBI members, but we do charge non-members for this report. They can have access to it. They just need to pay for it. Uh, we think that's fair since mm -hmm. our members underwrite uh, the cost of it. And as you've mentioned, all the data that you've collected winds up in the reports, tons of ac very specific actionable data in these reports. Yes. Anything that we can um, make an assessment on an average or a benchmark, we'll put it in that report. Now, if I have two pieces of data and they're just so far apart that we can't make any kind of reasonable estimate, we'll mm -hmm. just leave that out. But um, anything we can find about the industry to put in there, we will. And each year it seems like we get more uh, companies participating in providing data. So they get a little more robust each year. And in, in addition to the data that we've included this year, we've included a lot of case studies for uh, projects that have been entered and, and won awards in most cases with us. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the, the covers of these reports? Sure. Uh, that's a great point. The uh, images we use for our annual reports uh, come directly from our awards of distinction contests. And this is our annual building contest. We ask uh, members to submit their projects and we use those for our marketing purposes. And just real quick, for example, on the uh, permanent modular construction report, the cover image is um, one from Nomadic uh, Modular Structures. It was their uh, multifamily project that they won honorable mention on. Um, on the relocatable building uh, report, that was a project from Black Diamond Group. Um, and that project won uh, first place in our uh, relocatable special application uh, contest. And then our Canadian report um, features a project by Cornercast Construction, um, and it was honorable mention in our relocatable retail. So we, we use the images uh, from that contest and, like you say, put a lot of case studies in these re reports because that's, that's what a lot of people are looking for is actual projects. Mm -hmm. And speaking of awards of distinction, we're coming around to that time of year. Uh, it's already August, hard to believe. But the, the entry window is opening fairly soon for awards of distinction, I believe. Uh, who's eligible to enter that this year? Well, new this year, um, members and non-members can enter projects. So in the past, it's been a members-only uh, contest. Uh, we're really looking to beef up our project database, so we want to open it up to non-members as well. Now, there'll be a, a little higher fee for non-members again. Um, but we want, we want more projects uh, entered this year. Architects, manufacturers, fleet owners, um, everyone is encouraged to enter. Uh, we typically get 100, 120 entries a year. We'd like to see that go up. Mm -hmm. It makes the contest more competitive. It gives us more um, case studies to work with. It gives us more data to work with. So anyone's eligible. And really what we're looking for um, are your best modular projects for the last two years. Um, and that could be relocatable, that could be permanent, multifamily. Um, we're just looking for your best modular projects. In a wide variety of, of categories, as you mentioned, multifamily. Healthcare, education, there you uh, go. retail. Um, yes, a lot of categories, a lot of chances to win, but you have to submit your, your projects. Very good. And speaking of our awards of distinction, those are uh, presented annually at our World of Modular conference, which we're already gearing up for 2022. Again, hard to believe. Um, and we've we've come out with dates for that. It's April 28th through, I'm sorry, April 25th through 28th next year in San Antonio, Texas. You've been there before. Good venue? Oh, it's a great venue. Um, 
I actually love these. Uh, it's a smaller venue, but I, I love these conferences and, and these uh, smaller resorts. Um, we come in, we kind of own the property for the week. You bump into members and people from the industry everywhere. You're walking down the hallway, you see them. So it's great for networking, great for business development. We, of course, will have a great lineup of uh, speakers and uh, education sessions. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a great venue. Uh, looking forward to it, especially given that you know we didn't get to have our in-person event mm-hmm. in, in 2021. Really excited about getting back together and, and seeing everybody again. It should be a great turnout. Everyone I've talked to, I know, is excited about it. Um, I think that's it. Thanks, Tom. I really appreciate your time. Um, and as a reminder to everyone, the reports are now available on our website, modular.org, for what we feel is a ridiculously low price for non-members. And of course, MBI members will be receiving their hard copies any day now by mail. So keep a lookout for those. Uh, anything else, Tom? No, I think that covers it, John. Thanks for uh, having me on. All right. My pleasure. My name is John McMullen, and this has been another episode of Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction. Until next time.